2020 was a very strange year, but I definitely picked up a few things that I'm going to carry on into 2021. Positive habits. Today, I want to tell you what they are. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question. and This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. My chair every day, it's getting the groove a little bit better, you know, like Homer Simpson's like groove on the couch. My podcasting chair is kind of like that. When you're podcasting five days a week, you come, you come to appreciate these small little comforts. Roadman, it's great to be back. I had a little bit of time on my hands today and I was reflecting on 2020 and I was obviously away in Colombia traveling for the new year, got to celebrate it down in Cartagena, which was absolutely amazing. It's a new year I won't forget for a long, long time. But since getting home and I'd quarantine before I got my negative COVID test, so I've been laying low, haven't been doing a whole pile and catching up on some reading, catching up on some chilling, catching up on some work and giving some space to just breathe and think and reflect. And one of the things I've been reflecting back on is 2020. And, you know, it was a strange year. There's no way to really sugarcoat that it was a strange year. I think everyone felt the same sort of unease and uncomfort or uncomfort that's not a word discomfort that I did like we had lockdowns we had restrictions around our training we had goal events and races which were cancelled for a lot of people it was really hard to stay motivated because they felt like they had nothing to train for but then we adapted and we overcame and we came up with our own sort of goals like Everesting challenges or place to place but I've definitely missed meeting up. I'm a social creature. I'm a social butterfly, as we say in Ireland. I've missed meeting up with buddies, training partners, and the crack that goes with that. Because honestly, for me, cycling, yeah, it's training, but it's social, and it's two sides to the same coin. And I've definitely missed the hustle and bustle and routine of racing in the bunch and the, you know, the adrenaline that goes with bunch sprints and big races and... You know, the list goes on of the things that I missed this year. But through all that, I suppose, adversity, there's definitely some things I learned this year and some things that I will continue to apply into my life in 2021 because they've just enriched my life so much that I can't imagine going back to a time. So as shit as 2020 was, these learnings were so profound for me that I'm happy 2021 happened. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Before I jump in and tell you about that today, I want to give you a reminder about Patreon. The podcast is funded off Patreon and you most likely have subscriptions on Netflix, Amazon, etc. And, you know, they come out monthly. Jeff Bezos, it doesn't bring a smile to Jeff Bezos' face when you subscribe and pay him a monthly fee of 12 euro. I can tell you when you decide to buy me a beer once a month to say thanks for the podcast, it definitely puts a big, big smile on my face. We're in strange times and small little gestures like that. They support independent creators, but they're also just, they enrich my life with happiness. But today, and I've never done this before, I actually want to make uh, another announcement on the podcast. And as you know, anyone who's a regular listener, we don't do podcast sponsors and this isn't a podcast sponsor. And before my DMs get absolutely flooded with people looking for shout outs for events and charitable causes, like I've chosen this one 
I suppose, charitable partner. And that will be the charitable partner for this quarter at the very least. So, you know, don't send in requests for shout outs because I hate not being able to oblige and make people happy. It's that Irish need to please. But I, yeah, I, look, it, it just filled the whole podcast. So it's not something I'm going to do. But this is a company I was just so deeply struck by. When I was over in Colombia, I had a chance to visit their offices. And Viva, Viva Air, it's founded by an Irish um, an Irish aviation guru and one of the the brains behind Ryanair, Deck Ryan, and he's involved also in a foundation over there which is doing amazing work. And that foundation, one of the projects which they're funding, it's called Humanos 3D. And I was lucky enough when I was over there to go and hang out with Adam, who is the brains behind Humanos 3D. I'm going to link up down below a link where you can check this out because this is like... It's just, it's crazy. And so what they do is, Colombia is a country with a difficult, troubled past, much similar to our own, except maybe even a little more extreme. And through the conflict, which is quite recent, a lot of children have lost limbs. They've lost limbs other ways as well with accidents, and there's not the same safety protocols around uh, Colombia as there is Western countries. But they've lost their limbs through whatever way, foul or foul play or otherwise. And there's a real stigma around the replacement limbs that they get from government agencies. Like they're heavy, they're steel, they're unusable, they're pointless, really. So Adam and the amazing team at Humanos, they 3D print these replacement limbs. And it's absolutely phenomenal. If anyone hasn't seen a 3D printer work, and we're using them in cycling at the moment, those crazy expensive aero bars, like the $4,000 aero bars that you send in a moldier arm and they 3D print the bars. It's the exact same technology these guys are using to 3D print new limbs for children. And then they're hooked up either by electrical impulse or by just old school cables if you have to use your elbow. So it's give, it's literally giving kids back their arms and their limbs. And I thought it was super cool until the moment when I watched a video of a new kid using his new arm. And then it went from super cool to, oh my God, I need to talk about this. Like the kid using the arm and the smile on his face was just incredible. The guys over there, they're fundraising. They have very modest, humble fundraising targets. And I've put a link down below. So if you can spare any cash, if you're not going out beer, and if you're thinking of donating to a charitable cause, these guys are doing amazing work and it's just getting better and better. So I'm going to put the link down below. It's humanos3d.org forward slash donate. So it's humanos, spelled H-U-M-A-N-O-S, 3D.org forward slash donate i'll put the link down below but it's a super super cause and yeah i know i don't normally do that sort of thing but i really just felt that it was worth doing so yeah definitely go check it out and check out their instagram page because it'll bring a smile to your face and god knows we need a smile to the face now more than ever so lessons from 2020 folks when i sat back and i reflected there is definitely those things that i was saying that I'm so, so glad these are part of my life now and I have these learnings. One of the most important are routines. I was never big on routines and especially through college, I was almost proud of the fact that I was a little bit unorganized. I sort of seen, I never liked nine to five jobs and I was never pulled in that direction and any nine to five job I had building sites or you know any brief office job I had, I always found the structure really difficult. 
but I couldn't separate that structure which was imposed on me by an external third party and structure that was imposed on myself. I didn't see a distinction and it wasn't until this year when I started to impose strict structures on myself that I realised that what Jocko Willick says, his catchphrase, that discipline equals freedom, that it was when I created these routines and the one I'm specifically talking about is a morning routine. The evening one's great as well, but the morning one is just so powerful for me and I've I'll speak at length throughout the year again on morning routine. It's going to be part of products we're bringing out because it's just so amazing. But, you know, the morning routine starts for me by using an alarm clock and not a phone because it's just a bad way because when you get the phone, notifications come through and you're responsive. Everything in here, I always talk about the karate kid, wax on, wax off. Everything in these morning routines, there's a reason behind it. There's a reason behind using the phone. There's, you know, there's... I suppose there's, there's complex chemical pathways that we're not triggering by not using the phone. So we don't want to get in that reactive phase, stimulating cortisol to go excessively high. Cortisol in the morning is naturally high and it will be high and that's fine. But we don't want to bring extra, extra cortisol and stress straight away and start the day on a reactive footing. Other stuff in the morning routine, and I'm not going to go over the whole morning routine because it's not a morning routine podcast, but just stuff briefly that I'll do I'll hydrate with sort of that morning cocktail where I'll be using water Himalayan sea salt and some lemon I'll make sure I move on the rebounder for you know four or five minutes straight away I'll make sure I'll get light and I'll diary that's my morning routine I have it nailed down it gives me that momentum cold as well as in there it gives me that momentum for the rest of the day to tackle anything it creates positive momentum it's brilliant couldn't do without it the second thing, it's the idea of targets. Since I started cycling the bike competitively, I've always been very target driven. And I've had, I'm going to peak for this race at Easter. I'm going to peak for the Ross. I'm going to peak for this, you know, national hill climb event, whatever it is. And when you have a target like that, an example I always use is if you ask an archer what to shoot, his first question is going to be, okay, what am I shooting for? As soon as you give them that target, you give them something to measure against, you give them something to strive towards, you give them something to tighten that discipline around, and it's a focal point. And that's the exact same way with when we pick a target, bike race, bike event. But again, this is me getting caught and having a very narrow interpretation. I suppose 2020 allowed me to step back and broaden my interpretation of things because it doesn't have to be an event. It doesn't have to be a race. It doesn't have to be the Mallorca 312. A target can be a date in the calendar that we pick and we say, that's the day. Everything's going to get stricter till then. Everything's going to get a little bit tighter. Everything's going to get a little bit better. And we're going to periodize our training, nutrition, lifestyle, all for this event. The event actually doesn't matter because it's a process that the process around the event that becomes super, super important. Because without that event, the process doesn't happen. So when we have that event there, everything gets better. But this year we were forced to cope in a world where there was no events anymore. So what did we do? We adapted. And I know a bunch of clients, they set targets like Everesting challenges. They picked a date on the calendar, they picked a local climb, and they tried to cover the altitude of Everest. I went with other stuff. I rode from Dublin to Cork and I had great fun doing it, but that was my target. You know, again, going to Colombia, it's another target. It doesn't have to be a peer-to-peer competition. It can be competition with yourself. And just because you're not 
engaging in peer-to-peer competition doesn't mean that that competitive spirit is diminished any less like i had pete stetton on the podcast i think he's our only two pete guest two pete you like that pun on pete two pete <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> but we had pete stetton on it and you know pete Stetton, a fierce competitor trek seg afraid or world tour wanted to step across the gravel and revolutionize it and then COVID strikes. Pete's going off doing like Strava records. He's going off trying to, you know, do timed efforts against himself. And it's just adapting and overcoming. And I think for 2021, even if racing is back, it's something I'm going to think more and more about. And it's something I'm going to talk to you guys in the podcast. It's nearly a bit of a brain dump of the type of events i'm thinking of doing for myself some may be mass organized but some may be challenges where i decide maybe to pack a bag on my bike and ride from here to girona and that could be an event for me that's the second thing that i wouldn't take away because before i couldn't separate competitive peer-to-peer and leisure now you can ride on your own without this organizational structure and still have it competitive and i love that the third thing that's a massive change, and it's I suppose it's something you're going to see more and more from the company. It's something we're weaving into clients already. For so long, I thought that cycling, training, cardio, traditional strength work, doing these alone could keep you at a level of fitness as you got into your late 20s, 30s, late 30s, into your 40s, late 50s. Basically, from your 20s on, I thought that maintaining or increasing your training load could maintain your health. This year has been a massive eye-opener, and I've seen the power of using science and combining that with like an ancestral wisdom. And I call it biohacks, but combining these and peppering them into your life, the massive, massive, profound difference this has on your fitness, your happiness, your hormonal health, and your longevity. So every day, these are there's just biohacks that are part of my life and the results that you can get for yourself the results we're getting for clients by peppering in some of these things like i mentioned morning routines but some of them could be supplements like you know molecular hydrogen some could be like blue light blockers that i wear as part of my evening routine as simple as jumping on the rebounder to clear that lymphatic system in the morning which primes the body for extra fat loss use my near and far infrared light from dew of using the cold therapy and i've had breed with Nile on speaking about cold water immersion and how brilliant that is and maybe just some of the the learnings from the blue zones and i've spoken about the blue zones at length before and they're the areas around the world where they have the highest concentration of centurions so people living beyond the hundred so we've looked to learnings from these people who have lived longer than anyone else on the planet like okinawa and japan uh, sicily and italy and what can we learn from these we can learn the importance of community but we can also learn little hacks and tricks where science meets that ancestral wisdom like controlling blood sugar and they've been doing things for century like apple cider vinegar ceylon cinnamon to control blood sugar because now we know that the number of times that your blood sugar elevates throughout a day when we map that over a long enough timeline that actually is a very accurate predictor of your mortality and it's one of the most accurate predictors we have So 2020 has just completely opened my eyes to biohacking and how we need to combine cycling training with biohacking if we want to optimize health, happiness, and longevity. And it's something I'm going to speak way more about as the weeks go past in the podcast because it's something that I'll take with me forever and I'll thank 2020 for that. 
Roadmen, thank you for listening to these ramblings today. I'm going to put the link for that Humanos 3D down below. Just watch some of the videos and watch the kids' faces when they get their arms. And if that doesn't cheer you up today, you're a cold-hearted motherfucker. Roadmen, I'm going to chat to you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Before you go anywhere, our first ever Roadman Summit, it aired back in December. I brought together 30 experts and they shared with me their secrets on how to biohack your physiology, how to melt away body fat and smash your cycling goals, whatever that was. Since airing that back in December, I've just been in on days with my Instagram DMs, Twitter direct messages with requests to get access to this material. I had it locked up in the vault. But I've decided to open access to this material for you, the podcast listeners of the Roadman Podcast. So to get access to this, it's a one-time payment of €47 and you're going to have all the interviews, all those secrets forever. You're going to have the videos and the MP3s. In there, I've got interviews with world tour mechanics, nutritionists, sports psychologists, bike fit experts and some of the legends of the sport like Tyler Hamilton and Pete Stetna. Over 30 hours of content in this members area that I've created for you guys. So if you want to get access to that, the way to do it is to head on over to this URL, www.roadmansummit.com forward slash 2021. I'll give you that again. It's www.roadmansummit.com forward slash 2021. That's numerical. The link to that is in the bio. Get it. Check it out, learn it, take it in, because this is sure to set you on the right path for 2021.